0: Hello, 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 hello. The warmest of welcomes to Story Shed, The storytelling podcast for children of all ages, grown-ups too, shepherds, shopkeepers, sharks. Anyone and everyone is more than, more than welcome. A new and original story each and every time, written and read by little old me, Jake. And yes, 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 I know it's been a very, very, very long time since the last episode. I'm very sorry we were on a little bit of a break. This is episode 42 and we have a story called Poppy and the Piccolinos. As always, I will be joined by my lovely little helpers, Belle and Ida, to discuss the story at the end. And then I will say some hellos to a few fine folk out there. There's been lots of people getting in touch since the last one because it's been such a long time. But I will do my best to say a few hellos to some people out there at the end. I can't respond to everyone, but I do read each and every message, and I love, 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 love receiving them. They always brighten my day. Keep them coming in. In fact, storyshedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Anyways, enough with the waffle. Let's get cooking. Let's open the door to the story shed. Come on, folks. Help me push it open. You two grown-ups, let's go. Let's push this door open. Here we go.
1: Creep.
0: Story Shed episode 42, Poppy and the Piccolinos. Give it back, Poppy pleaded, stretching up to try and reach her hat, which was being held in the air by Oliver Gibson. Take it back, go on, he said through a horrible grin. Oliver Gibson's gang of friends watched on, giggling. I can't reach it, Poppy struggled. Maybe you should grow a little bit then. Ha <laughs> sneered Oliver Gibson, the gang all chuckled. Here, he continued, go and get it, and he threw Poppy's hat into the branches of a nearby tree. Oliver Gibson and his gang sauntered off. Poppy sighed heavily before clambering easily up the tree to retrieve her hat. She was, after all, an excellent climber. As you can see, listeners, Poppy's school life wasn't exactly smooth. She loved learning, loved history and writing and insects and flags. But break times? Not so much. The rough, the tumble, the noise, the randomness, the Oliver Gibsons. You see... Poppy was small, like really quite small for her age, but she was only really aware of this because of the reactions of other people. Poppy didn't really think about her size too much. She was just how she was. She was happy. It was other people who always pointed out her height or patted her head or called her names or stole her hat. Poppy had none of this at home, of course. She could relax at home. She was most relaxed at home. Actually, that's not quite accurate. The place she felt most relaxed was in her garden. You see, Poppy and her family didn't have a huge house, two rooms downstairs, two upstairs and a bathroom. But she did have a pretty big back garden. And at the bottom of her garden, just before you reached a train track, there was a little cluster of trees, maybe... Ten or twelve trees, not quite a wood as such, but perfect for Poppy. She had a tree house built between two of the biggest trees with a rope ladder dangling down. And it was here that Poppy was at her happiest, high above the ground, playing with her collection of things that she'd found, feeling the rumble of the trains going past. It was here that Poppy was able to forget about the troubles she had at school, And it was here that Poppy first met the Piccolinos. It was late June, the sun was setting and Poppy was organising her collection of birds' eggs. When out of the treehouse window, she saw something moving in the tree opposite. Moving closer to the window, she could see that whatever it was was struggling. It seemed to be caught in something. But what was it? It was pretty small. Was it a squirrel? A bird? But squirrels and birds don't wear clothes. Wait, it's wearing clothes. Hello? Poppy called out of the window. The creature stopped wriggling for a moment, struck still by Poppy's voice. Hello? Poppy tried again. Can you help me? I guess, came a small voice. Uh, One moment. Poppy called, before clambering down the rope ladder and heading to the tree opposite. There was an old wooden table near the tree. Poppy dragged it over and stood on it so she could reach the entangled, er, uh, person? It took a little while to unentangle them, but in the end they wriggled free and Poppy placed them down on the table. And sure enough, Poppy was looking down at what can only be described as, well, a miniature person, a tiny, tiny person. His clothes were stitched together from scraps of denim and corduroy. He wore an acorn shell as a hat, but no shoes. And was that one of Poppy's hair bubbles around his waist? Poppy knelt down. Hello, I'm Poppy. The person was muttering to himself. Oh, Aunt Perpetua's going to kill me? She's going to string me up. She's going to boil me proper... Who are you? Poppy inquired. The miniature boy looked up at Poppy as if realising she was there for the first time. I'm Peter, he said. Nice to meet you, Peter. "Hmm," Peter replied rather rudely, Poppy thought. Why are you so, so, don't say small, Poppy thought. That wouldn't be nice. Uh, Upset, she said. We're not supposed to even be spotted by the largies, by by you. And here I am talking to one, talking to you. Aunt Perpetua will have my guts for garters. Oh, Poppy said. Well, I won't tell anyone, especially not your aunt. Peter looked at Poppy suspiciously. You won't, he said. No, not if you don't want me to. Well, that could work, Mm, I suppose. Nobody needs to find out. But I would like to know a little bit about you and where you've come from. Okay, it's a deal, Peter said, but not here. We might be spotted. Come up to my tree house. Before long, Peter was telling Poppy all about how he was part of a people called the Piccolinos. Tiny people who live in the shadows, the forgotten places where humans don't look. Behind the shed, under the floorboards behind long-forgotten boxes in unvisited parts of the attic, in the nooks and the crannies, the holes and the spaces, the places ignored by the largies. How come I've never seen one of you before? Poppy asked reasonably. Because we're good at hiding, Peter said. Until today, he said, looking downcast. Don't worry, Poppy smiled. Your secret is safe with me. Thanks, Poppy. Peter said, looking up and smiling back. Oh, I'd better get back, he continued. My family will be wondering where I am. They certainly will be, came another voice from the treehouse doorway. Aunt Perpetua, Peter gasped. In the doorway was another Piccolino, hands firmly on her hips, looking sternly at Peter, who visibly trembled. Hello, Poppy said. I'm Poppy. Aunt Perpetua ignored her and marched over to Peter, her long dress billowing across the floor. Poppy recognised the material, one of her old T-shirts. What on earth do you think you're doing, young man? She hissed. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to. I, I caught him. Poppy blurted out. I've been watching you, you uh, piccolinos, for ages, and I finally decided to stop one of you and speak to you, so I caught Peter. It's not his fault. You've been watching us, but no largy is ever able to spot us little folk, Aunt Perpetua said. Well, I did, and I think you're fabulous, and I'd like to help you. Help us? Yes, I can find you material and food and tools and whatever you need. Aunt Perpetua glared at Peter and then looked back to Poppy. Well, perhaps, she muttered. And this is how it began. Poppy started helping the Piccolinos, giving them paper clips to make clothes hangers, bottle tops to make table tops. A milk bottle for a water tank, her dad's old tie to make bed clothes, not to mention the food and drink she managed to sneak. Half a piece of bread was enough to feed the whole community of piccolinos. Paul, Petra, Pablo, Paisley, Piper, Patrick, Penelope, Page, Preston, Palmer, Porter, Paloma, Priscilla, Paris, Patricia and Graham. And it wasn't long before the Piccolinos had the opportunity to pay Poppy back. One day, Poppy was complaining to Peter about some of the children at school, Oliver Gibson in particular, who had been teasing her again. The following day, Peter persuaded Poppy to bring him into school, hidden in her school bag. Then, in the playground, Peter Piccolino managed to hop from Poppy's bag onto Oliver Gibson without being seen. Sure enough, in the line to go to school, Oliver Gibson started his usual teasing. He tapped Poppy on the shoulder and then turned away as if it wasn't him. And then he pulled on her ponytail. Poppy moved her head forward. And at that moment, Peter Piccolino peeked out of Oliver Gibson's bag and whispered in his ear. Maybe you shouldn't do that. It doesn't look like she likes that very much. Uh, Who said that? Oliver Gibson inquired, spinning around to see no one. He was the last one in the line. He headed into class with a very confused look on his face, forgetting all about teasing Poppy. Later on that day, Peter managed to sneak into Oliver Gibson's desk. In Poppy's class, they had desks that lifted up so that children could store things in them. Sure enough, during quiet reading, Oliver Gibson began flicking bits of eraser at Poppy, who sat in front of him. She turned around and asked him to stop, but he ignored her and carried on. But from within the desk, Peter gently lifted the lid and whispered, just loud enough for Oliver Gibson to hear, "'That's not very nice, you know. Poppy is upset.' who said that Oliver Gibson said looking around the classroom is something the matter Oliver Miss Proud said from the front the rest of the class giggled during PE in the afternoon Peter Piccolino managed to hide in the hood of Oliver Gibson's sports top whenever Oliver Gibson gave Poppy a shove or kicked a ball at her or flicked mud in her direction Peter would say don't do that that's not nice why did you do that Eventually, Oliver Gibson stopped saying, Who was that? Eventually, Oliver Gibson stopped targeting Poppy. Peter came to school with Poppy every day for the rest of the week. And every time Oliver Gibson tried to say or do something mean to Poppy, Peter whispered something in his ear. And do you know what? Eventually, he stopped bothering Poppy altogether. It just wasn't worth it when you had a voice telling you to stop it every time. And do you know what? Eventually, eventually, Poppy and Oliver Gibson became good friends. Everyone needs a bit of time to grow up, you know. Back at Poppy's house, well, in her garden, she continued to visit the Piccolinos to help them scavenge for useful things from the world of the largies. An old watch strap for a hammock, a butter dish for a bath, a cocktail stick for a javelin, and so on and so on. Poppy was more than happy to help. After all, she had been given the biggest helping hand by the smallest people she knew, living in the shadows of her very own garden. we go that was poppy and the piccolinos i hope you enjoyed that i am now joined by Belle and eda hello guys hi hello fabulous stuff okay then let's discuss that story can you tell me what did poppy what did poppy like about school what did she like about school
1: learning history and insects
0: Yes, that's right. She loved learning. She loved history and insects and a couple of other things. Yes, so she loved being at school. What did she not like about school?
1: Break times. Why? Oliver Gibson.
0: Oliver Gibson, yes. What did Oliver Gibson do to her?
1: Bullied her by taking her hat and waving it in the air and she couldn't get it because it was too high.
0: He did, didn't he? Yes, he was not very nice to our Poppy at all. So we learn about Poppy, we learn about her at school and Oliver Gibson, but then she meets someone. Who does she meet? Peter Piccolino. Peter Piccolino, yes, one of the Piccolinos. Who are the Piccolinos?
1: They're teeny little people living in the shadows of your home.
0: They are tiny little people living in the shadows. But how does she meet Peter? What What happens?
1: Oh, yeah. He got he gets trapped in branches and Poppy helps him.
0: Excellent. And why is Peter quite afraid when Poppy finds him?
1: Because you're not meant to see um, people, what they call the Largies. Mm,
0: who are the Largies?
1: Large people. <laughs> <laughs> Humans.
0: Humans, yes. Us folk. Okay, so yes, Peter's terrified because Poppy's spotted him. But then they go to the treehouse and they have a little chat and they learn about each other. But then who turns up?
1: Aunt Perpetua.
0: Aunt Perpetua. Indeed, she turns up. And how is she feeling? Angry. Why?
1: Because you're not meant to meet the Largies.
0: Excellent. Poppy ends up helping the Piccolinos. How does she help the Piccolinos? In what way?
1: By getting them some scraps of clothes and getting them food and drinks.
0: Good. Can you think of anything else they use? What do they use to turn into other things? Can you remember any of those things? They
1: use paper clips as coat hangers, and um, a tie as a sleeping bag. Good. A butter dish as a bath.
0: Good. Any more?
1: A watch strap as a hammock?
0: Oh yes, excellent. Yes, good, good, good. Okay, so the the Piccolinos use all. Things from the Largies world to make lots of useful things, and Poppy helps them. Oh, oh, actually, can you remember the names of any other Piccolinos?
1: Harris, Percy, Paul and Patricia.
0: Paul and Patricia, and.
1: Graham! And
0: Graham at the end as well. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. So Poppy helps the Piccolinos, but then how does Peter help Poppy?
1: He says to Oliver Gibson when he's mean to her Don't do that, she's sad
0: Good, how does he do that? Tell me a bit more about that
1: He sneaks into his backpack and whispers in his ear And gets in his desk
0: Good, yeah, he sneaks in his backpack and in his desk and in his sports top And whispers to Oliver Gibson to to be nice, to be kind, to stop doing that And does Oliver Gibson listen? Yes
1: Yes and eventually they become friends. They do.
0: Eventually they become friends. Why do you think Oliver Gibson was treating Poppy like that? have any theories about that?
1: Because she was small, and you think if she's small, then he can bully her.
0: Do you think so? Maybe. Do you think maybe things were happy in Oliver Gibson's life? No. Maybe not. Maybe there's something going on in his life that made him treat somebody else like that. Um... Okay, is there a message behind this story then, guys?
1: You're never too small to make a difference.
0: Oh, how fantastic. Love it, love it. Brilliant. Anything else, Belle?
1: Sometimes things are lurking there that you didn't know before, but when you truly look, you'll find them.
0: Oh, lovely. Yes, so if you open your eyes, if you look around, you will spot things that you just didn't notice before, and those things might open new doors for you they might be able to help you and yes definitely you're never too small to make a difference we know that from the Piccolinos and from poppy that was fabulous thank you very much girls um and i'll see you next time
1: bye bye ciao
0: Oh, fabulous stuff thank you thank you thank you to our little helpers bell and Ida. superb good 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 okay now it's time for me to say hello to a few people as i said at the beginning of the podcast it's been a long time since the last episode so i've had lots and lots of people get in touch i'm so sorry if i don't say your name but i'll do my best just to say hello to a few people now and please continue to get in touch Give me a nudge if you have been sending me messages and I haven't said your name on this podcast, but please do keep getting in touch. I do read them all. I read every single one of them, even if I can't respond individually to every single one. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, here we go. First of all, hello to William on the Wirral. Hi, William. Your mum, Natalie, has told me how much you've been enjoying Story. Said Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Big hello to you on the Wirral. William! To Oregon in the US to say hello to Henry, aged five, and big sister Clara, aged nine. Thanks for listening, guys. Big hello, Henry and Clara. To Bountiful in Utah to say hello to Evelyn, aged four. Hi, Evelyn. Thanks for listening. To Dublin to say hello, hello, hello to Faye, aged six. Hi Faye, thank you so much for listening to Story Shed. To Massachusetts in the USA to say hello to Abby, aged eight, and Matteo, aged five. Hello Matteo. Hello Abby, thank you so much for listening. I'd also like to say hello to Alice, aged four. Hi Alice, aged four. It's a pleasure that you listen to Story Shed. Thank you. To Washington State in the USA now to say hello to Peregrine, aged eight. Hello, Peregrine, and thank you so much for listening to Story Shed. To Andover in Minnesota now to say hello to Gabriella and Camilla. Hello, Camilla. Hello, Gabriella. And I know you both had birthdays recently, so I hope you had fantastic birthdays. Happy birthday, and thanks for listening, Camilla and Gabriella. Big, big, huge hello to Dahlia, aged eight. Hello, Dahlia. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. To Bermuda now. Over to Bermuda to say hello to Hughes. Hi, Hughes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your message. Big hello to you in Bermuda and to your two younger brothers as well. Hi, Hughes. To Pennsylvania to say hello to Stella, aged five. Hi, Stella. And baby sister Iris too. Fantastic. Hello to Iris and a huge hello to you, Stella. Thanks for listening. Hello to Leonidas, aged six, and Costas, aged two. Thank you guys for listening. Hi, Leonidas, thank you so much for your message. Big hello to little brother Costas, too. To New York City now, where I'd like to say hello to Julian, aged eight. Hello, Julian, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to StoryShed. Big hello to you in New York City. To Washington, D.C., where I'd like to say hello to Declan, aged five and a half. Hi, Declan. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to StoryShed. Big, huge hello to Declan. To Los Angeles in California, hello to Lucy, aged five. Hi, Lucy in Los Angeles. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Big hello to you. To Minneapolis in Minnesota to say hello to Rosie, aged five. Hi there, Rosie. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed. And Yoto Daily. Thank you, thank you. Big hello to Rosie. To Atlanta in Georgia now to say hello to Watson, aged six. Hi, Watson. Thanks very much for listening to Story Shed. Big hello to you. Hello to Watson. To Witham in England now to say hello to Amelie and Eloise. Amelie and Eloise, oh, thank you very much for listening to Story Shed every night before bed. Thank you, guys. Hi, Eloise. Hi, Amelie. Thank you. To Edinburgh in Scotland now to say hello to Isabella. Hi, Isabella. Thank you for listening to Story Shed and I hope your birthday was fantastic. Big, big hello to Isabella in Edinburgh. Hello to Felix, aged six in London. Hi, Felix. Thank you so much for listening to Story Shed. Big hello, Felix. To Bournemouth here in the UK now to say hello to Henry. Henry, aged six in Bournemouth. Thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast. It means a lot. Hi, Henry. Hello to Oliver Williams. Hello, Oliver Williams. Thank you very much for your message. It means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Oliver Williams. To Brentwood now to say hello to Olivia, aged nine. Hi, Olivia. Thank you very much for listening. It means a lot. Hi, hi, hi to Olivia in Brentford. Hello to Poppy, aged seven. Thank you, Poppy, for listening. A big, huge, massive hello to you. Hi, hi, hi. Poppy, aged seven. Thank you. Big hello to Leo, aged six. Hi there, Leo. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Thank you for listening to StoryShed and Yoto Daily. Massive, huge hello to you, Leo, aged six. To Ridgefield in the USA now to say hello to Abigail. Yes, hi Abigail. Thank you very much for getting in touch and big huge thank you for listening to Story Shed. To Andoversford in Cheltenham now to say hello to India aged four and her nanny who listened to Story Shed. Yes, how fantastic. Hello India and your nanny and thank you so much for listening. A million thank yous. To West Bridgeford to say hello to Ralph. Hi there, Ralph. Thank you very much. Ralph, aged six in West Bridgeford. Thank you for listening to Story Shed every night before bed. Thanks, Ralph. Big hello to six-year-old Forrest. Hi there, Forrest. Thank you so much for listening and getting in touch. And wow, your music is fantastic. Incredible stuff, Forrest. Thank you very much for listening. Hello to Alexandra, aged five. Hi, Alexandra. I'm fine. How are you? Good stuff. Thank you very much for listening to Story Shed. Hi, Alexandra. To New York now to say hello to Raphael. Hi, Raphael. Thank you, thank you, thank you for getting in touch. And thank you for listening to Story Shed. I hope your birthday was great a few months ago too. Hi, Raphael. And there we go, friends. That's it. I'm really, really sorry if you have got in touch and I haven't said your name. I'm sorry. As I said, there was lots to go back through. But if you get in touch again on the next episode, which won't be as long as the last one, I promise, then I will say hello. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It means a lot. It really does. I love receiving your messages. Keep them coming in Facebook or Twitter or StoryShedPodcast at gmail.com. I read every single one. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next time on Story Shed.